Hey guys, what's going on? G-Man here. Thank you so much for checking out this week's episode of the Fun V Tailgate presented by Thunderblogsports.com. Maddie D and I are getting you ready for college football week four and NFL week three. This weekend should have a lot of fun football for you to watch. We go through all of the key matchups, some players to look out for, some important lines and then we do our cold hard locks our picks against the spread in the nfl if you want to skip right to the nfl i did include the timestamp in the description so check that out but the entire podcast was a ton of fun to record so i recommend listening to the whole thing can't wait to hear what you think in the comments but as always like share and subscribe to the podcast again search the bullpen card on itunes stitcher wherever you get your podcasts follow us on twitter thunder blg is the handle there thunderblog sports on instagram and facebook just like the website thunderblogsports.com but enjoy this week's episode guys thank you so much for checking it out here we go of the Fun V Tailgate, presented by Thunderblogsports.com, a part of the Bullpen Cart podcast feed. I, of course, am Jordy Cannell, the G-Man. Joining me, as always, is my man, Matty D. What's up, buddy? Well, it's a tougher week when the birds lose. Hey, you know, They lost week I mean, two last year. Yeah, I know, I know. But it was a little different circumstance. They lost, well... We'll get into it, but anyway, you know, yeah, I know. I just, you know, a little spirit dampening, if you will, if you will. Sure. Um, sure. But still, we're in the full, we're in the swing of things, man. Everything's everything's right. happening. Fantasy, college, regular football. I mean, it's wild right now out there in in football. So it's going to be incredible. It's going to be incredible. This week looks like it's stacking up to be another excellent week. Another great, yeah, another great week of football. It's kind of weird too. Like it's so obvious because the the college football season's literally three quarters the length of the NFL. But just the fact that we're already hitting the quarter mark for some teams for college this weekend in the NFL, it's like we're still really getting underway. You're not really out of it one way or the other. If you're you know, either an actual NFL team or a fantasy team, if you're 0-2, I mean, there's the stat that only owes so many teams that have started 0-2 and made the playoffs. But really, the, you know, the stat's a stat. It has nothing to do with probabilities or anything like that. But I don't know. I, it's going to be a lot of fun to see this weekend because there are definitely some good matchups in the NFL for sure. And even in college, too, we're still in this point where there's still some cupcake games, some tune-ups that are thrown out there. But yeah. a lot of interesting lines for a lot of games opening up so far. No, I would agree. I would agree. Um, like I said, there are a couple of good matchups, but you're right. This is the last real tune-up week before pretty much every conference that's not already there is going to be headfirst into – like conference play, yeah. and uh, but I got to tell you, I mean, there's always a couple big matchups. You know, it's gonna be um, it's gonna be wild, uh, like last weekend was. And I'm gonna just jump right in with to me the biggest shocker of last week. That was Wisconsin getting upset at home. Right. Yeah, 
against BYU. I couldn't. I was blown. I was blown away by that outcome. There did not see that one coming at all. Really bad week for them. I mean, they have BYU for one. Their running back's name is Squally Canada. Nobody's <laughs> talking about that. What a great name that is. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think Wisconsin just Alex Hornibrook. You didn't expect him to be, you know, the the savior of the game, but you expected him to be more competent than than less than two hundred yards throwing and an interception. You would have thought he'd get a little more involved. I mean, even their rushing attack, Jonathan Taylor. You know, he can only do so much going for 117 yards. They had two over 200 on the ground, but you still have to expect some something more than than no touchdowns for your top guy. Granted, you have Taiwan Deal with two two touchdowns and Alec Ingold with a touchdown of his own, but still, I I, I don't know. I mean, there's there's a lot of places that they fell apart. Their defense didn't look that good on any sort of replay and there isn't really any saving grace. They didn't really get a ton of, they had, a, they had some pressure, but I mean, credit to BYU for stepping up when they needed to and, and kind of taking advantage of a Wisconsin team that held on when, the, when they didn't need to, or that yeah. held on when they needed to, I should say. No, I'm with you. And by the way, Tan, one of the best names in all sports, Tanner Magnum, who's been, who's been at BYU, what seems like 12 years, multi, yeah. I think he's a sixth or seventh year there, but um I just think this is kind of – so a lot of credit to BYU, but this is kind of Wisconsin's M.O. for the past few decades. Always have an elite running game, great offensive line, decent – decent. I wouldn't say elite, but really strong defense. They've never really had that big-time passing game to get them over the hump when they need it. Um, And you saw that in this game. They just couldn't get it done um, when when they needed to have a big play, when they needed to have – Hornibrook just lead him down the field. As good as Jonathan Taylor is, you know, if you compare, so he's, you know, he was off to a great start. Yep. But so, you know, but the other Heisman hopeful running back, Bryce Love, is not, but yet his quarterback has carried him into a high ranking. And now Wisconsin, you know, th- this is a huge shot to their playoff hopes because they were definitely one of the two Big Ten teams that you think has a real legitimate shot at a playoff. You know, drops them all, you know, drops them all the way back. A really bad um, week for the Big Ten in general. Yes. Yeah. Well, we're, yeah, I was going to say, they brought them all the way back to 18th. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, this was – I mean, we still expect them to kind of coast anyway through this – through their through their side of the bracket, if you will. Uh, they do play Michigan, which is going to be a big game. Play Iowa, and they play Penn State. But we still expect them to end up in the Big Ten title game. Uh, but in terms of a playoff team, this, this is a loss. I mean, they definitely can't slip up again, or they're definitely not making it. No, I totally agree. And I think, yeah, I think Wisconsin's playoff t- chances aren't entirely squandered just because they, you mentioned who they play. It's early. They'll have to play whoever ends up winning the Big Ten East. So either Penn State or Michigan again or Ohio State. So they'd have some, some quality wins. Obviously, one of them would be against a team that had a good season to make the Big Ten championship game. And you would assume. Penn State at the very least holds on to a you know pretty solid season. Next week will certainly test that when they play Ohio State. But Michigan, I, I don't really see a ton of fall from them. They really look like they're starting to put it together, at least last week. You can say what you will about SMU, but they're at least starting to look like they're they're putting something together. Um, but yeah, I mean the Big Ten, you, you gotta be weary because seeing what Washington can do and and having some statement wins or even Stanford. I mean, they, they're the little engine that could they're seventh right now in the overall. And 
I mean, if they're undefeated, who's not to say if say Wisconsin's a 12 and one big 10 champion and, and Stanford even is a 12 and one back 12 champion. And their only loss is to Washington or, you know, another team that ends up having a pretty good season. Then you have a pretty legitimate shot at saying, well, here we are again, the big Ten's left out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely could see it happening because Stanford goes at Oregon at Notre Dame. And if they can pull off those two wins and come into a huge matchup with Washington in November, I mean, you're talking about a team with one of the best resumes in college football, even though USC slipped up this week. Um, you know, still, I mean, that's going to be pretty hard to keep them out. Yep. Um, and yeah, I definitely think if you tell me that their only losses to Washington and and then but Wisconsin lost to BYU, I, yeah. I, you have to give it to Stanford there, I think. Yep. Yeah, unless BYU, I mean, they're ranked now. They're 25th in the AP polls. Unless they really go on some tear and, and end up, you know, in the top, 15 really you have to think that and obviously that Washington continues to be good but you you know there's a there's a lot of tall orders that would happen there I mean even Notre Dame if Notre Dame's only losses to Stanford and they end up 11 to 1 you could have an argument there of why not Stanford Notre Dame both in and obviously we're talking about a lot of chaos that might have to happen in the Big 12 or in the SEC or even the ACC if Stan if Clemson trips up but there's a lot of craziness that could happen and can happen and can cause a lot of controversy because so much is still so wide open with so many teams looking like they are pumping on high and just completely looking like they're going to be, you know, two bullet trains moving at one another, Alabama, LSU, Clemson, and, and maybe Boston college when that happens in a couple weeks. Ohio State and the rest of the Big Ten East. Penn State looks like they're a wagon right now. You know, you mentioned Notre Dame, Stanford, Auburn still looking pretty good, even though they lost to LSU. So when they end up playing Alabama, I mean, it's all going to be a ton of fun. Virginia Tech looks pretty good too. Yeah, don't sleep on Va Tech. They didn't play this week, so you kind of yeah. lose them in the you know Va Tech and uh, West Virginia. West Virginia, right? They're they're going to kind of get back on the hype wagon. No, I would agree. I would agree. Um, you touched on it. I thought the LSU. Auburn game was fantastic. Showed a lot to LSU, who has one of the toughest schedules. So, you know, good for Coach O, but that's going to be a, a tough slog uh, for them, if you will. Uh, most of the other games were, as you expected, blowouts. Um, Alabama just demolished Ole Miss. Clemson smoked Georgia, Georgia Southern. Georgia beat up on Middle Tennessee. Um, but there were a couple games that I thought were interesting. One I want to point out, and we talked about this team, they didn't play on Friday night, which is why they lost their upset bid. But how about Iowa State hanging with Oklahoma for most of that game yes. and making it interesting? Ten-point loss. Um, a, it shows you that Oklahoma is not untouchable in the Big Big 12. But B, we talk, I talked about it, and we mentioned how we just love uh, Iowa State as an upset team. You know, that's – it's that's they almost did it. They almost did it. No, they'll, they'll get another shot. They play TCU. They play Oklahoma State. They play West Virginia. They'll have their chances to do pull another upset. But that's a that's a really just locked in program, I think, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, it's. I, I mean, it's one of those where I know they're a bigger basketball school, so maybe that's where they're focusing you know, their resources. But I mean, their football team is is not one to sleep on. And it shows no, once again that Iowa State definitely has. You know, they, if they really wanted to be good at football, they could turn themselves into a good football program. 
Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. They're always they're always good for that one up set there. Uh, now they yeah, now so. they have the now they have the story to play for too. If the I'm not sure if you saw the the unfortunate story out of Ames, of yeah. the women's golfer who had finished out her playing career and just decided to finish up her degree and unfortunately got she got murdered. Yeah, the uh, golf so now they have that story to play for too. Yeah. Terrifying. So who knows? I mean, we could see them go on a tear after this. Yeah. No. I, yeah. That was that was that was rough. Also, yeah. uh, Vanderbilt. Yes. Battled with Notre Dame. And Notre Dame yes. clearly looks like they're they're gonna need to come back with some A game offensively. Defense looks stout, but offensively they're struggling. And um that's gonna be a problem. Um you know, because they're they're about to they, they had a little bit of an easier game this week. Wade Forest isn't a isn't a isn't a cupcake, but but you know that you know they're gonna be but then they go Stanford, Vatech. Those are gonna be Back to back, that pretty much might decide their whole season. Stanford, Vatech, FS, uh, Florida State, and USC fading helps them a little bit in their run. But man, it's going to be two tough weeks. I would be blown away if they get out of those two weeks without a loss. I would not sleep on this Wake Forest Notre Dame game on Saturday at noon. I watched a lot of the Wake Forest BC game while I was trying to figure out how to watch Thursday night football last week. Wake <laughs> Forest hung around this Boston College team that we've been praising since the preseason. I think you called them as a potential team to run at it and now it's the popular pick so shout out to you for being first you hipster <laughs> but wake forest was hanging out with them and they their defense looks pretty solid they were the jet black unis i don't know if that was a thursday night deal to try to be color rush but i don't know man if they're if notre dame's offense brand wimbush doesn't show up they have a pretty solid running running back and cade carney is his name sam hartman is wake forest's quarterback he has an over 50 percent completion percentage i mean We'll need to see that defense show up on the road, and if their offense doesn't, this game—I mean, it could be a low-scoring affair. Wake Forest could pull it off late. Yeah, no, I know. I, well, I mean, the only hard part is I, you, you want to see it as a trap game, but because they almost just went through one against a, a Vanderbilt team, you think they might show up big time uh, against Wake sure. Forest to try to prove themselves. But no, I would agree. I would agree there. Um, kind of another shocking. Not shocking, but the just because of how bad they would be. But Boise State, everyone thinks thought might be that team that could make that big that New Year's Six Bowl um, gets gets hammered by Oklahoma State, um, forty four to twenty one. Yeah, big big really week for Mike Gundy. Close. Yeah, not even close. Though. I was shocked um, by the outcome, just because you know you know how locked in Boise State normally is as a program. That's going to set them back. It's probably going to knock them out of the opportunity to have a New Year's Six Bowl. Probably leaves UCF maybe as the favorite uh, non non power conference team there to sneak in. Uh, well, I would all think you have it to do is be the highest ranked one. So if UCS, UCF slips up, they could potentially still get that. Um, and I, I don't think independents count and is towards that non power five automatic yeah. bid. So I think you know if UCF screws up. And don't don't count out uh, Boise State to try to get back there, uh, but who knows? I mean, I mean, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The mid major, if you will, is here. that's a crazy season to try to look at. No, yeah, no, it's a big shock. Like I said, I was just more surprised that they lost because they lost by so much. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, I think the other other important game that we didn't touch on was was TCU and Oak, uh, Ohio State. That was the big game of the weekend. Um, it was tight. It was tight until the, the second half. And then Dwayne Haskins and this Ohio State team just kind of put the screws to TCU. And I thought TCU shot themselves in the foot a lot. 
Yep. Terrible shovel pass that was basically it was just intercepted for a touchdown. Um, kind of got a little too conservative. Gary Patterson's units did, and they put a lot of they put a lot of pressure on that defense. And you know it's okay for a little bit, but they can't keep coming back out there after a three and out. So sure. I thought I thought the defense for TCU didn't really let them down. I thought it was more offensive related. But Ohio State, the train rolls, man. That they 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 proved that they're they're definitely in that conversation. Um, they were they were really good, and they're they're sitting at fourth in the AP. You'd expect yep. them to open as in the playoff when the BCS comes out, um, because so they the are football playoff CFP. Cops, I call it. I said, B, I said BCS. Wow, wow. Yeah. College football playoff. Um, yeah, but yeah, um, Georgia jumps Clemson. Still received three first place votes. Clemson did, but Georgia's up to number two, which I think they deserve. They 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 they've been really dominant to start the year. I like that. I like that a lot. Before we look at this weekend, I want to I want to try a new segment or a new little question. I'm going to name off a couple teams that were others receiving votes. They're not ranked yet, and I want to see. I want to ask which one of these is your biggest threat. So the top five. I'm going to do this. Are Iowa, Boise State, who we just talked about, Duke, Colorado, and Go Cal. <laughs> Yeah. Who do you think? And then Kentucky is six, so I'll throw in Kentucky yeah, as well. Yeah, no, no, I got you. Syracuse, shout out to them. Shout out to me for calling them the plus three, and I bet them yeah. outright. But they got some votes too. That they're... How about, by the way, how about North Texas? Yes, the Mean Green. You know, with with one of the greatest punt return ever, ever. Yep. Um. Yeah. Yeah. But of those six, do you, not necessarily of a playoff threat, because I mean, most some of them have losses. Obviously, Boise State does. But who is the biggest threat to be the disruptor for this season? Yeah, I, well, I'm actually going to take the first team listed there, and that's Iowa. Iowa. And, and here's why. Uh, you know, they play Wisconsin this weekend. Yep. And we know how well-coached of a team they are with Kirk Ferentz, and this is a team that normally ends up ranked by the end of the season. To me, if you're if – you're, first of all, if you're Wisconsin, this is – like they're a three-point favorite. But, they're, you know, you were thought after last week, you know, if this was done before this week, they are probably a multi-touchdown favorite – you, you can't sleep on, on Iowa. They play Wisconsin this week. Then they go and they play Penn State in a couple weeks in the middle of October. They go to Penn State. That could be a game where they where they beat somebody accidentally. You know, not accidentally, but they upset a team. I, I if you don't want to play, you don't want to play Iowa. And we talked about if the Big Ten wants to make uh, the college football playoff, they have to go undefeated. We, no, we'll stop along those lines. I, anyway, I, I just you know, they're definitely not a team to sleep on. I'm pretty I think they're going to end up being ranked. I think they could beat Wisconsin this week. I'm not saying they're going to, but I think they could. They could do it. No, it's interesting. I mean, there's a reason why it's a three-point favor. They're not doing that out of out of shock. It's not like, right. you know, the 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 over or underselling after you know an earnings report for a stock. Um, though I'm going to pause on because I wanted to talk. I wanted to try to get you to say Duke, but we can pause because they play <laughs> NC Central this week. They have a big game against Virginia Tech. They also, but they do have. They also play Miami, and they close up, or they almost close up their regular season, close up their away season. I had to scroll a little more to see they played Wake Forest after they go to Clemson. Um, kind of crazy that they don't have them play UNC in the last week, but that's I guess scheduling. That's not the biggest priority for college, the ACC football. Yeah, but they do play the the three biggest threats. Miami obviously has kind of had their their their. their woes against LSU so they don't really have a playoff threat but I mean they could be a bit of a disruptor they could be another sort of like that 2013 Duke team you know this is the team that led Johnny Manziel by 28 points and 
uh, I think it was 28, 21 or 28 points. And Manziel came back to, to get them. They kind of came out of nowhere. They upset. I think it was, I think it might've even been Virginia tech on the road while Virginia tech was supposed to be having this great season. So who knows? We could see something like that. Uh, Cutcliffe, their coach is a, you know, solid guy, solid QB coach, one of Peyton Manning's favorites. So we'll, we'll come back to them. I'm sure throughout this season, but I wouldn't sleep on them. We could see them put up some, some big numbers against a, uh, I think they're FCS NC central. I wouldn't think they're D two, but we'll see how it all goes. But, Matt, you transitioned us pretty well into next week, so I'm sorry I fucked that up. No, it's all this right. This weekend right. is going to be fun. We have some pretty good matchups coming in, and even some that aren't even of ranked opponents. One is is one of those teams I mentioned, Kentucky hosting Mississippi State in Lexington. That game's on national TV, which normally a good basketball game, but could be a good football game. We have some pretty intriguing Big 12 matchups. And I mean, it's going to be a fun weekend, man. Yeah, no, it's going to be a great weekend. Um, I don't know if it has the same oomph necessarily as last weekend, at least in terms of like ranked ranked matchups, right? On paper, uh, though, it's it's kind of similar because now we're well, at least getting some conference play. Well, first of all, you're right. You're there, like we said, there are a few cupcakes left. Um, oh yeah, right. No, you're correct. Uh, I wouldn't sleep, by the way. UCF plays Florida Atlantic on Friday, okay? Yep. And Penn State plays Illinois on Friday. Those are two games, like I said, Friday night games. Like They're like Thursday night football. They're a little wacky. you got to pay attention oh, yeah. to those. So Especially when it's a Big Ten Friday night game. Yep, and we also know that a, Penn State's a 28-point favorite, all right? But it's in Illinois, and Lovey Smith is basically coaching for his job this season. So, uh, And Penn State, they didn't struggle against Pitt. But they struggled against Appalachian State, and they they had some issues with Kent State early. They they, they blew them out. Don't get me wrong. Um, just just watch out on a Friday. I think they're going to win, but just just be careful. Same with UCF against Florida Atlantic Lane Kiffin School. Just pay attention because you never know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we, well, how about this though? Finally, and look, I love. I think Georgia's the number two team in the nation. But they finally are going to play somebody. I mean, they started out against Austin PV. Now they smoked South Carolina, which was a ranked team. But they're not a super team. Um, they play Middle Tennessee State. They're going to get Missouri with Drew Locke, the pro first-round prospect at the moment, quarterback. And if he wants to show himself, this will be a game to do it. They're only 14-point favorites, Georgia, is in this game. Yes. So this is one you want to tune into because a lot of people are talking about how Georgia's offense looks really great, and the, but their defense still has some question marks on the back end, and they're going to be tested by a big-time quarterback here. That's an interesting one for me that I – Going to see if I can watch a little bit of in between the wedding, you know, the wedding stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll obviously uh, be trying to bribe a bartender to keep a TV in the reception hall as we go to our friend Logan's wedding, who still is evading the podcast, if you're listening, Logan. But Drew Locke, getting back to him, I mean, he could have, he's going to be the X Factor. He's had a great season so far, quietly kind of, kind of becoming a bigger quarterback name, has over a thousand yards already, 11 touchdowns. So we'll see. I mean, like you said, Georgia's defense needs a statement win. This could be that for them. Yep. But it could also be where they trip up and is four, two touchdown favorites on the road, which the fact that Missouri's still in the SEC East is wild <laughs> to me. But I don't know. We could see a lot. Missouri's always, you know, really since in the last 10 years, since they had that awesome year with Chase Daniel, they've had. You know, some years where they have this, where they have a really good September and can make some noise, 
I don't know if they upset them, but I think it's I think it's gonna be pretty, pretty close. Okay. Yeah, I, mean, I definitely think it's a good test for for Georgia. I expect them to 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 to, to roll. I think the offense just has so much firepower for them. They're so balanced. They just do everything well. Um, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you look at we talk about so let's let's talk about two games at the same time. That's the number one and number three teams in the nation. Alabama getting Texas A&M comes to town, and then Clemson going to Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. So here's why I bring the two games up together, because Clemson and Alabama now have a common opponent, Texas A&M. Now, Texas A&M was playing at home at night in, in, with the 12th man, which is one of the greatest, wildest places to play in college football. But they were able to do more damage to a Clemson defense than most, most thought possible. Georgia Tech is the triple option offense. I'm not saying that Clemson's going to lose, but it's going to be interesting to see how their defense and that defensive line responds because two weeks ago they got they got beat up by that Texas A&M team. Um, now, they did it more through the air, but still I just I think it's interesting an interesting matchup. Um, do you see either of those teams, Alabama or Clemson, having any problems this weekend? So I think I want to say that Alabama is more likely to have problems because of what Texas A&M did to Clemson. But this is at Bryant-Denny Stadium. Yeah. And seeing how Alabama played last week at the Grove, I think it's just – I think Alabama's going to be fine. I do think this Clemson game against a triple option Georgia Tech, again, it's going to be a statement moment from this defensive line that we were talking about preseason that these guys could be all all first-rounders, and we need to mm-hmm. see see what we need to see what we need to see out of them. So, I, you know, I – I don't think Clemson's going to lose, and I actually don't really like this 16.5-point line. It's very weird. Uh, I'd probably stay away from it if you're trying to bet. If you really want to bet ACC football, you have a lot of other games that you could probably find for uh, your gambling pleasure. It's just, it's wacky to me, though. It's supposed to be sunny. It's in Atlanta. Um, yeah, I think whichever way Clemson goes with their quarterback – uh, their quarterback scenario is Kelly Bryant going to play for one? I thought it was. Why did, did I it? miss something there? Well, didn't he? Did, didn't he get hurt last week? Oh uh, yeah, but I know. I think he's going to play. He's going to play. Uh, okay. I think he's going to play. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. All right. So whichever way they decide to go with their quarterbacks, we'll just see how that happens. But you got to come in with a solid game plan, I think, because Georgia Tech could jump on you early. Mm-hmm. And the difference between when we talk about Georgia Tech potentially doing something like this to a Clemson to Virginia Tech, Florida State, you know, whoever the, the top dog in the ACC has been over the over the years. The big time that we talk about this and watch out the triple op, triple option offense, Georgia Tech's like 3-0. and They're ranked like 16th, and it looks like, oh, this is the hot game of the week. So I don't know. But this, could be, this could be that moment now that we're kind of, oh, they're not – they're one and two. They're on one already in league play. Kind of keep their – you know, turn your eye away from them, and that's when they they come up and get you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I got you. I got you there. I um, yeah, I I would also tell you another another potential upset matchup to watch because they had the week off last week. Is West Virginia, Kansas State visits West Virginia, just because West Virginia had the week off. You know, you just want to be careful there if you're West Virginia. Make sure you take care of business against a lesser Kansas State team, well coached but lesser team. Um, although I will say to me the two biggest upset bids of the weekend are found in the Big 12 and the SEC. That would be TCU going to Texas, who just came off a huge win last week yes. against, against USC. 
Um, TCU's, uh, you know, coming off of a tough loss. They need a quick – TCU needs a quick bounce back here, and they need to beat a rising Texas team who now has a lot of confidence going into this game. No, I totally agree. Texas, I mean, they looked like the team we thought they were going to be last week against USC. Just rolling over USC when they were down too, which I think is humongous. But I mean, we'll have to see what TCU does. I think I think they get they get this by at least 10 points, if not two touchdowns. It looks like it's supposed to be thunderstormy, so you might have to start seeing the the running game get get involved, but Darius Anderson's looked pretty sharp for them, so I, I wouldn't be too concerned if you're a Horn Frogs fan. Okay, okay. Like I said, the only problem is coming off that emotional and difficult loss. Um, the other sure. the other upset special I have here is a team that we we are not talking about in the SEC. Who could be a major? We talked about it before, but it could be a major challenge. Hasn't really played anybody, but Mississippi State, who has played Stephen F. Austin, Kansas State, and University of Louisiana Lafayette, I believe, ULL, I think. So yep. they're finally going to play. They're going to finally play a team here. They're on their way to play Kentucky. Yes. In what should be somewhat of a smash mouth football game between the two. It's supposed to be rainy in Lexington. Benny Snell yep. averages over a hundred yards a game. Mm-hmm. I love him in this game. I think this is, this has got potential upset special written all over it. You know, Kentucky three and zero start wants to prove themselves that they're a program to be reckoned with. This is the game to do it. If you want to set yourself up, you know you got to find a way to beat a very talented and under talked about Mississippi State team. Um, because here's why they beat Mississippi State. They go. They, they only have two of the ranked opponents: Texas A and M and University of Georgia. So it's going to be a war. It's going to be a war. This is the kind of game if you want to watch some some power football. Watch these two teams go at it. I'm, I'm excited for that one, and I got upset written all over there. No, I, I really like that pick, actually. The one I was going to go for is Indiana hosting Michigan State. I noticed that one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, Michigan State, they had last week off, so they've had a lot of time to think about their upset in at Arizona State. But Indiana's a hard out in Bloomington. I don't know. I just like this game. I like this a lot of Indiana Potentially doing it and getting the getting four and a half points from them. I don't know. I really like that there. They have Stevie Scott as their running back. This guy has almost 400 yards in three games. I don't know. I think it's going to be a big game. No, I would agree with you there. I think this is going to be – I was staring at that one as well, simply because we don't know how Michigan State's going to come out after their tough loss to Arizona State a couple weeks back. So, no, that one definitely sparks my interest. Um, and it's once again, it's away. It's not a home game for Michigan State. Who exactly? If you're Michigan State too, you're kind of looking and saying, "All right, what are we?" Because now if they win this one, they kind of got an easy slope. But then we talked about it at Penn State. Michigan visits the next weekend in, in, in late October. They need to get back on track before those games. They're going to have a, this, but this is not an easy one to do it on. Because I'm, I'm with you. I think Indiana's got some talent this year. Got some talent this year for sure. Um, oh yeah. Yep. And then I mean, really good ranked matchup. We're gonna we're gonna learn a lot about one team in particular here. Stanford visiting Eugene, and number twenty ranked Ducks. Justin Herbert as their quarterback and potential oh, first overall pick. Good. Um, they played nobody, by the way, Oregon. So that's why they're only ranked twentieth. They played Bowling Green, Portland State, and San Jose State, and they smoked them all. This is basically, are they legitimate or not right now? Yep. Boom. 
Um, yeah, it really all comes down to this game for them. I don't like them in this game. I think Stanford is my pick out of the Pac-12. I, I agree. I, I think they're going to get beat. But you never know because we just don't know a lot about Oregon and what they really are. So we're going to find out a lot here. No, I totally agree with that. I think I, I agree. I don't I don't really trust Oregon too much in this game. I think Stanford wins pretty handily, but mm-hmm. we'll see. I mean, 56 point over under, I think tells you a lot about what Vegas is thinking about it. They're not sure what to think of the Ducks. And they're not really sure what to think too of Stanford because we haven't seen Bryce Love take off he, like we thought we were going Bryce to. Love, right. But this will be the game to do it, by the way. Exactly. Um, nothing, nothing against the Ducks, but they're not necessarily as uh, you know. You don't expect them to be, you know, stalwarts, defensive stall. Defensive. They're not, exactly. They're not defensive stall, right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, was there? There was. I a final game I was going to touch on. Was there anything else that you wanted to touch on? Uh, you college? do your final game, and I'll do my my one of uh my little last college thing before we go to the NFL. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, to me, I just you have to wonder. Michigan hosts Nebraska. Yep. And the only reason I have any concern here because Nebraska's look bad is just because Scott Frost is dying for a win. 0-2 to start his Nebraska tenure. Not what the Cornhusker fans were thinking. Michigan has, has been figured. They haven't figured it out. They've been figuring it out of late. Um, do you have a, do you, Are you concerned here at all about this game? Yeah, so it's an interesting one because Nebraska has not looked – at all of what they should be should have been with Scott Frost and how much hype that was surrounding him. I will say Michigan had themselves an interesting week. They won pretty handily against SMU once they really got it going, but they had a bit of a slow start. So I just think they have to watch out for that because 45, 20 to a team you were four touchdown favorite against. Okay. If they have a slow start like they did against Notre Dame and Nebraska gets some confidence rolling, I don't know. I think it would be a lot closer. I don't, I don't have any concern that they might lose it. Me neither. Okay. And Still in fact, I, mean, I think the most concerning game, if you're a Michigan fan, before Wisconsin, this is a bit of a hot take, might be Maryland. They they go to Northwestern yeah. last week, and Northwestern hasn't looked good in the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Yeah. I agree, yeah. Go ahead. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what, how that goes. It, it's definitely an interesting one. The other one, though, and I'm glad we, we ended with our teams. The other one I wanted to, to quickly touch on is Lehigh p- going down here to Philadelphia to play Penn the second time in three years that they've done this. Uh, nice little home-and-home home yearly tradition we're starting to see out of this, even though it's just the Patriot League and Ivy League football. Op- the, the Ivy League opens their season against the Patriot League. But, you know, Lehigh had themselves a nice little week, a nice little shout-out on bad beats from Scott Van Pelt uh, from scoring a touchdown with 30 seconds left to cover the 30-and-a-half-point spread. Not a big deal. But the Mountain Hawks, you know, they look pretty good. You know, and I think what their running backs have been able to do, specifically Don Bragalone, what their quarterbacks have been able to do, their defense is starting to look more and more solid. You know, I think this should be it, – it could be a good game for them to play. Two years ago, they won down here. Penn had a pretty handily big win uh, a year ago at Goodman Stadium up in Bethlehem. But we'll see. It's it's actually on ESPN+, Plus, which I guess between the uh, the money between the two schools' alumni bases, I guess they're the ones that are buying ESPN+. Plus. So we'll see. We'll see how it all goes, Matty D. Yeah. I'm with you. It should be a great week for – in college football week three of the nfl though yes it's coming up 
Coming up. Coming up fast. Yeah. You know, this – going 0-2 is devastating. Going 0-3 makes it pretty much impossible. We'll talk about a few yes. teams that do not need to go 0-3. Um, but, you know, overall, I think you're starting to see – you know, once again, this is where you start to find out who's – you know, who's – week three is where you start to figure out who's fluky, who's not. Um, so this ought to be a really interesting week here in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm starting th- with Thursday night. Uh, you know what? A, what? A, why? I mean, I would never have wanted to tune into the Jets and the Browns if you had asked me this in August. Right. But with with the Browns desperate for a win and coming so close, and the Jets with a rookie quarterback, all of a sudden I'm I'm intrigued by this game. I know it's incredible. I mean, the Browns, Matt, open as three point favorites. How insane is that? I got a buddy who's a Jets fan at work. He is like, are you kidding me? Yeah. (laughs) But you know what? Uh, I'm not sure who I want here. Um, It's just, it's, that's why the NFL is fun. You know, you got, you got what's going on with the Browns and they've got a new kicker. Thankfully, nothing against the only other guy. Hopefully he figures it out and gets back in the NFL. But uh, yeah. So oh, it's going to be a fun watch. It's going to be a fun watch. No, it's going to be a ton of fun. And you want to jump right into the cold hard locks? Do you have any fantasy let's, guys? No, no, let's, no, let's do it. Let's jump head first. Let's dive. All By right. the way, well, fantasy update for you. Yes. If you don't have Giovanni Bernard in one of your leagues, he's not the starter for the for the Bengals. Get him on. Get him on your roster. But he's yes. probably already taken. So anyway. Probably. Yeah. So. The Browns, I mentioned it, open as th- or our three-point favorites entering Thursday night football. Um, I'm going to make a pick. It's definitely not one to bet. I don't bet. Don't. Here's a just a bit of advice. I did terrible in. I've done terrible against the spread in the NFL to start this year. Do not bet Thursday night football. No, I at no, least have no, known no, that anything can happen in this fucking game. We mentioned it before with Friday night college, Thursday night pro. Stay away from that said. I like the Jets here in this game as three point dogs. The running back core has been good, if not inconsistent, because really it's kind of what we thought. And it's you have to. I have both Powell and Crowell, and I've had to handcuff them because week one, I made the mistake of sitting the wrong one and lost my Mm -hmm. fantasy match because of it. But because at least one has stepped up where the other hasn't, they've had a lot. They've had, they've meshed well to produce something consistent. This is a big game for Sam Darnold. I think that Browns defense is pretty legit. We've seen their secondary be very good against two well established quarterbacks. So we'll see what he does here. You know, I'm going to make, I'm going to change my pick. I'm going to take the Browns. <laughs> you think they're going to unlock, unlock the Bud Light fridges? Yeah, I think they unlock the Bud Light fridges. <laughs> I, love I don't it. think we're seeing it. Sammy week one. I think we're seeing Sammy week two. Okay. Okay. I'm going to take the Jets here. All right. I I think – yeah, I'm just going to take the Jets. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry, Cleveland. Yeah, sorry. No, no, no. That's okay. <laughs> that's uh, by my, the way, I forgot, mention, for you. <laughs> I forgot to mention uh, you won last week. I do not have the week one picks. I think you still have them, so I need to figure okay. out what who won week one. So. Right now, it's we're either probably tied me. or you're ahead. It was probably me. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. I mean, who's won the most? Who's won the most gold hard locks every year? No, Nonetheless, yeah, I know, I know. one o'clock games on Sunday. We move to and we start with possibly one of the better ones because we're going to skip the Colts and Eagles for later. Yeah, the Saints and the Falcons. 
Well, it's a big game for both teams. Yeah. Um, it, you know, the Saints righted the ship a little bit last week, although they still didn't look great. This should be high scoring. And this yes. should be, you know, it yes. comes in, I, I believe it's the second uh, highest over under at 53 right behind the um, 49ers and the Chiefs. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So I expect this to be. Um, Monday night game might be high anyway, but I expect it to be one of the highest games, highest scoring games in in, in the league. But by the way, I like the Falcons higher than Monday night. I would like the Falcons defense, but they're dealing with their the middle linebacker and their starting safety are both out. And so yep. I definitely see this being a big game for both teams. Um and it they need it as a divisional round and they're both one and one. Um obviously the Panthers are one and one as well, but Tampa Bay's two and oh, there you go. Um, although we'll get to them. So I like I like the Falcons at home. I do as well. But it's close. And I think at that three-point line, you know, I'll, I'll give the Falcons the line only because it's three points. If it was four points, I'd say under. Um, okay. Yeah, but I think it's going to be a barber. It'll be a fun game to watch. Red oh, yeah. zone, I expect Red Zone to be all over that game. <laughs> Lit the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I go right into the next one. This could be the other high-scoring high game of the week. As the 49ers visit Patrick Mahomes, my yep. fantasy gold at the moment. Uh, so Garoppolo, Mahomes. By the way, the NFL's leading rusher, Matt Breida, will be in that game. Fun fact of the day for you there. Yes. Um, this this is also looks like it's going to be high scoring. What people are forgetting in the Chiefs' awesome offensive start is like looks like they're playing in the Big 12 because they've given up 28 and 37 points. So Mahomes is basically trying to force them to these victories. Um, I don't know. I, I'm gonna. I don't think he pulls off because I don't think the 49ers have that great of a defense. So I'm taking the Chiefs here, but I'm yeah. not. I'm taking the 49ers with points. I don't. You know, Are I you? Think, yes, I am. I I just think that Mahomes will make a mistake. He'll throw a pick. This game will be a little closer than you expect. In my opinion. okay. All right. Yeah, I'm going to take the Chiefs with uh, to cover okay. the six-and-a-half-point spread. I don't know. I I think we still need to see – this is a we're going to prove what the 49ers actually are week. Um, I do think – I mean, Matt Breida looks like he's going to be pretty solid for him. I just think even if Mahomes is half of what he was last week, which still would be a solid day, don't get me wrong, yeah. still has Tyreek Hill that can do so many different things for him. I think that's the difference maker – uh, I do think it's going to be incredibly high scoring, although I could see it being a Chiefs. I could see the Chiefs defense stepping up a little bit against this 49ers team. Hence why I think it's just such a big week for Jimmy G and really this whole 49ers team to show what they really got going. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree there. Um, next one, a huge surprise team here in the next one. The Raiders visiting Miami and the 2-0 and Dolphins with a Ryan yes. Tannehill who has looked – Sharp in a very West Coast quick quick strike quick pass offense, um, yes. and, and an underrated defense. Uh, John Gruden's Raiders team much better showing last week. Yep, there's still concerns and issues there. It'd be nice if they had a pass rusher. Shame they don't. You know, if they you know not traded away somebody who I won't name yet. Um, three point favorites. Miami yeah. are. Yeah, three point favorites. What are your thoughts on this? <laughs> yeah, so it's an interesting game. It's apparently supposed to rain, so we're going to yeah. potentially see a lot of stills, a lot of beast mode, and, you know, I still like the Dolphins here. I mean, even okay. if it's you're turning this into Kenyon Drake versus 
Kenyon Drake, Kenny Stills having to do it on the ground. Marshawn Lynch. I just I like them to be more careful with the ball because they've turned this into the West Coast quick movement. And although that black hole defense has been decent enough, you're right. They need a pass rush. But I mean, yeah, it's it's going to be close. I really don't think over under set for it on total points. Is set at forty three and a half. I, I don't know if that hits. That's a it's a weird one. But I'm I'm going to take Dolphins here. Okay. Um, I do want to see because Gruden. I mean, he looked a lot better as a coach last week. So mm-hmm. Raiders are going to win one eventually here. But I don't think it's this week. Oh, I'm all on board. I'm all on board with 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 Mr. Gruden in this one. You know, I was oh. impressed with the performance last week, even in a loss. Okay. I, I I actually am higher on the Dolphins than a lot of people were, uh, you know, but I think the Raiders get one on the road here and get Gruden off the schneid. Um, I, I just something about watching him last week. I liked I liked what I saw. I liked what I saw, and I think they I think they get one here. I do. I really do. Um, okay. And so I'm taking the Raiders. Just have a feeling. Have that Gruden have that Gruden grinder feeling in this game. I think they just over try to overpower the Dolphins defensively, and that works. Okay. So all heavy right. run game. I think it's tight, but I have the Raiders. In this one. All right, all right. That's a, it's fair enough. Fair enough. The next game though, the line is ridiculous, and I think it's going to be a bloodbath. That is the Buffalo Bills going to Minnesota with the recently tied Minnesota Vikings. Uh-huh. Who open a 16 and a half point favorites, a college football line for this mat. I think the, the Vikings are going to obliterate the Buffalo Bills. And that's all you have to say. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, uh, I it's, think it's, it's a, a stay away from, but it is a survivor well, yeah. well, century. So they're not, and I'm not going to take them, the Vikings, this week as my lock because there's another good one. There is another There's, very good one. Yeah, so I – but still, I'm with you. I don't even think it's close. The Vikings look really good, really balanced, both sides of the ball. Yeah, Kirk Cousins looks good enough at the moment. Um, well, they had some struggles last week, and they should have lost because they got they got lucky with a terrible, terrible roughing the passer call. But, um, no, I like the Vikings here. I wouldn't take the, the line, perfect. right? Yeah, that whatever the hell that was. I, I wouldn't take the line only because it's the NFL and parity does reign. Okay. Um, and the, by the way, the Bills came out in the second half. I know they were already down. They, the defense played much better in the second half against the Chargers. Yes, but on the road too. This is just a tough one. Poor Buffalo. They're going to get they're going to get beat up. I think in this game. Yeah. Um, next one I jump to is an important game for our Eagles. The Packers visiting the nation's capital. Yes. Aaron Rodgers, by the way, came out today and said he thinks it, his concern is that his knee is going to worsen as he keeps playing. Don't Yikes. think that means it's going to worsen this week though. Um, I thought the Redskins put up a little bit of a clunker last week against what you thought was the Colts. We both picked the Redskins. I know it was just a bad We both game. picked them, and that was uh, that's one I thought was almost a lock. I mean, there were some easy ones to pick, but that I thought was going to be big. And, yeah, the Redskins clunker is the perfect word to put it at. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I like this Packers team, even with Rodgers doing his you know non-pivot, what they kept talking about. Mm-hmm. Movements. Uh, I I still like them to win here. Me, um, me too. Me too. Yeah. I mean, I just think that he has so many different tools around him. Rogers does, and their defense looks decent enough. 
just make Alex Smith beat you and don't let their running game, which they're not going to. They still have a solid front seven. The Packers yeah. do. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't let that. Don't let Adrian Peterson and the rest of that pack or the Redskin running game beat you. I mean, make no. it Alex Smith, and I, I think. Yeah, I agree. I I agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like the Packers to cover the line. I do as I well. Do. Yep, yep. Yeah. They look they look good. I think a defense doesn't get all the credit it deserves. By the way, the Packers defense that is. Um, yes. They went young, tried to add some new pieces, and for a while they were really closing out on the Vikings. Um, and we forget that Clay Matthews is a stud. Yes. Uh, next game is a surprise two and O team. Not I, I don't know. I don't want to say surprise two and O because they didn't beat like they beat the Colts and the Ravens. That they didn't like beat a really really great team. Yes. Um, by the way, t- they beat them with identical scores both games thirty four twenty three. Not weird. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. Visiting the Panthers, uh, who have looked exactly like we thought the Panthers were going to look. Defense. I know they gave a lot of points last week, but but somewhat of a strong run defense. They're a little shaky last week, and an offense that's still super revolved around Cam Newton and very short passes. Yeah. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on this one? I'm getting a tough read here uh, in this yeah, case. It's very weird because obviously we saw the Bengals in Week One against the Colts look very sharp on the road. Uh, it's different than going down to Carolina to play, but we haven't really seen the like you said we haven't seen the greatest coming out party from the panthers to start so far um 44 is the over under for total points in this game which is shocking given how many points both teams have scored or really the Bengals have scored uh and they're coming off of rest having played on thursday night last week <laughs> carolina is a three-point favorite at home you know i, I i'm Do starting it. to Do sell it. off on the on the uh, Carolina receiving core, I'm going to go with the Bengals. Me too. I love it. Me, I'm going with All you right. as well. I, um, yeah, I, I think the Bengals are a more talented team than we give them credit for. They have their warts. Um, I would also tell you this too. Uh, well, by the way, Christian McCaffrey is currently on pace to catch 180 passes this year, which would break the all-time record. Um, he probably won't do that. But that being said, he does have the opportunity to break the running back record of 102 catches. In a season. Oh. All that being all that being said, though, I still think um, the Bengals have a little bit of juice. I, there's just maybe I'm just not a believer in Cam. I, I just you know if you're a defense, you just take you just try to take away the short passes. He doesn't have the ability to really read you that well. They get him on that all the time. Yeah. So um, yeah, I have the Bengals here as well. Yeah. And I'm gonna roll to the next one here. The Jaguars coming off of a monumental win last week against a Patriots team. They, they shut down Tom Brady for the most part. Uh, and and they did enough. Blake Bortles did enough on offense without their running back, Fournette. Their receiving core appeared. They, they, they showed up. We'll see if that's for real or not. They got the divisional opponent Titans in town. Yes. Uh, by the I way, do I do not think this game is going to be – Okay, he lands very close. I, I never can get a Barely. vibe because but the public, but divisional game, other than if you play in the AFC East because the Patriots always win, but divisional games are just tough. I think it's closer than you give it credit for, but I do okay. think the Jaguars win this. They, at the moment, to me, and them and the Rams appear like the best teams in football yes. at the moment. But I do have the Jaguars winning. I think it's a little closer because I just simply put, I, I think divisional opponents tend to play closer games. But so I do this game them. isn't even on sports books. It's completely okay. off. Right. 
and I'm gonna go with the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I guess right. it doesn't, technically doesn't count. We'll just do it as a pick 'em. But well, I, I haven't. Yeah, yeah, we'll do them as a pick 'em. I don't have anything yeah. on there. So yeah, I'll do them as a pick 'em then. Yeah, I'm yeah, with you. I, I, just I, looked on, I just looked on one of the sports books. There, that game is not on there. Um, <laughs> yeah, so not good. But uh, a couple more one o'clock games. We'll roll through them. Broncos coming east to play the Ravens. Yeah, Broncos look kind of good last week. Oh, Case Keenum is he's a winner. I mean, that's the one that you can't knock him on. I don't know if he has all the skills, but but he does find a way to win. Um, surprising Philip Lindsay. Um, yeah, and they got some decent veteran receivers, and the defense still has Von Miller, still has uh, you know Chris Harris. They're still a good defense. Um, yeah, I'm not shocked that they're two and zero, but they really they had the opportunity really to lose both of the last two games. Yep. Um, at least in my opinion. Um, and I think here the Ravens are a little upset, a little bit, a little bit of time off after that shocking bad loss, really yeah, like, bad game from Joe Flacco. Yeah. Um, but I think they're also going to get back to the run game and really pound Alex Collins. I like them at home I and I too. even, I, I don't, I actually like, I like them to even cover. I think they come out and they beat them on the Broncos here a little bit, um, and kind of reestablish themselves as, as the potential class of that whole division. Although if I my pick of the Bengals winning, go our pick of the Bengals winning, you know that's going to be a little different. But anyway, I, I like him here. No, I do too. I like him to cover five and a half points is the spread. I think big bounce back week from Flacco. I like that Allen's the Alex Collins call. Um, Broncos defense. I just think are they going to wake up for this East Coast game? Yeah, uh, so that, there's that question there. They have not had an away mm-hmm. game even, so we'll we'll just have to see. What happens uh, but, outside a mile high? Yep, go ahead. Exactly. Let's keep rolling, though. Giants ho- going down to Houston to play the Texans. Both teams 0-2, but the Texans opening up as a six-point favorite. I think this is a big week for Deshaun Watson and probably mm-hmm. bigger than the Giants, who we thought were going to be a little better than they have been showing. Yeah, so a couple things. Um, first and foremost, the Texans played – at the Patriots, and then a divisional opponent at, at the Titans. Mm-hmm. Watson woke up a little bit. The first game, I, I was I had them. We, I had them penned in as a lock as a loss there. Um, the second game was close. I actually this is this is my cold hard lock of the week. Yeah, yeah, okay. that really is. Um, because first of all, what we talked about Watson. I think they're going to just figure out a way against that that undermanned Giants defense. But the defensive side of the ball for the Texans. Jadavian Clowney, J.J. Watt, and Whitney Merciless have not had a big game at all. And this is my expectation in this game. And the Giants' get, offensive line is terrible. John, boom. I think J.J. Watt you know, shows up. This is my cold hard lock because and I love that line. I, I have him covering as well. I, I love him in this game. I do as well. I have really them covering. S- I think it's yeah. like a 10-point win for them. Yeah, I think this sends the Giants into a tailspin, which, by the way, I actually don't know if I love. Because as an Eagles fan, that means the Giants will end up with a high draft pick and they'll take a Drew Locke or a Justin Herbert and they'll basically get their quarterback in uh, after getting Saquon. But I digress from there. I don't want to go too deep into that discussion. That's a long way away. But I, I like the Texans here a lot. I lo- I'm glad you're on board with me there. Yeah, absolutely. Do you want to do Eagles or do you want to go into the 4 o'clock games? Let's go to the – are we always – well, you know, let's change it up. We'll go Eagles first this week because we, cause we right. did Eagles last. Yeah, six-and-a-half-point favorites at home against the Colts. But really – there's only one storyline to follow here. And you Carson Wentz is back, folks. The return. I mean, I couldn't be higher on his return. And by the way, what a great team to do it against. The Colts surprised me last week with their defensive performance. 
but this is one of the weaker. We thought it, we think it's going to be one of the weaker defenses in all of football. I love him to come out. I think he's going to connect three touchdown passes. Um, I, you know, Ertz is going to get a bunch of catches as he already has this this season. I'm fired up. This game's going to be electric. And I think by the way, week for Corey Clement, I think he has a humongous week on the ground. I agree as well. I'm not even so sure Jai is going to play. And if he's going to play, how how effective he's going to be with his knee injury. I'm with you there too. I'm very high on Corey. I thought he was our better running back last week over Smallwood after Jai's injuries, ability to catch the ball. Um, I I think, you know, I know there's a lot of issues with the wide receiver core receiving core. I think one, We'll let that handle itself. But two, the defense is going to be – they're upset about last week. They, they're ready. Oh, yeah. Jalen Mills is pissed off. Yep. Poor Andrew Luck. But, you know, I'm with you. I think they I think they roll in, they cover that line, and they reestablish themselves as a favorite in the NFL. Yes, indeedy. Love, right. love, love the pick. Four o'clock games. Let's keep is it this, rolling. Is this the game of the week, this four oh, o'clock game? Is. I know we talked absolutely about – absolutely is. Because I know we talked about Saints-Falcons. Um, and we're going to talk about the Monday night game here, but this is a fascinating one. And part of the reason why the Rams have been getting a ton of love, and as they should, but it, it looks like honestly their schedule at the moment looks like Alabama's schedule. They played two cupcakes, yep. quote unquote. Played the Raiders and then they played the Cardinals, and they smoked both teams. Now they're going to play an actual contender. We think in the in the in the San Diego. Char- oh, well, I did it the second week in a row. I did that. Los Angeles Chargers. Basically a home game for both teams, if you will. Um, it's a USC home game. Right. We're going to find out a lot here about both teams, and I think this is one of the biggest games of the weekend. Yes. Yes. I I like Todd Gurley here. I don't really like Jared Goff here. Okay. And I like Phillip Rivers to do something decent. I mean, he knows how to utilize his receivers. Mm-hmm. I like the Rams here, but I'm going to take the Chargers with the points, but the Rams win is what I'm going to go at. Okay. I I I like the upset. I like the Chargers to beat the Rams. I think the like Rams Chargers come out, in, right? Yeah, the Rams come in with a lot of talk here, uh, but the Chargers offensively have as much firepower as anybody in the league, I, I, without a doubt. And with the emergence of Austin Eckler as another change of pace back to Melvin Gordon, who doesn't get enough credit, Mm-hmm. I, I just think there's all there, the, the the talk about the Rams. This is how amazing they are, and this is one of those trap games for me. Uh, their first real test, and I like I picked the Chargers to win the AFC West, and I'm sticking with them here to beat the Rams uh, in that in that primetime game. That not primetime game, but um, kind of showcase four o'clock game, if you will. I just got a mm-hmm. feeling that Philip Rivers is tired of hearing about Jared Goff and how great he is. Uh, man wants a ring; he's going after it in this one. You see that Philip Rivers said today or the other day on the Dan Patrick show that he's not done having kids yet. Really? Jeez. Yeah. It's like eight kids. <laughs> yeah. By the way, <laughs> that's wild. Um, I do think Joey Boza needs to get back for them. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Big time. And he doesn't look like he might not even play this week. If he plays this week, they're even more locked into me. Um, but anyway, I just like I got a feeling about the Chargers. And is it, I, I just I keep feeling like they're going to get over the hump. And to me, this might be when they do it. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Roll into a game that I think I think the line is right because really to get to get above a touchdown or even to a touchdown is tough in the NFL. But I think the Bears minus six going to the Cardinals. It, it's the other game that I referred to as a potential lock because just how okay. bad the Cardinals have looked. Um, I would. I'm gonna take the the Vikings as mine. Although I really like your your Texans pick. 
I like the Bears to win this game, and I'm going to take a minus six. Okay. We have to see what Mitch Trubisky does here because he didn't look the best against the Seahawks on Monday night. But that defense looks incredible. And I like the running game a lot. So I, I do like this. I do like this Bears team to cover here. Yeah, I get I get where you're coming from because and, and well, you know, when a temper team's on the road, I never like to make them my lock. Um, unless they were playing the the bear the Browns at the end of last year. But the only thing my only concern with this game for the Bears is coming off a big win Monday night. Arizona's a professional team. And they got thwumped last week. And I might have made that word up, but they got thwumped. I just I can't see Larry Fitzgerald, Chandler Jones, um, Patrick Patterson not coming out with a little extra fire at home to try yep. to say, you know, hey, we got to do something because you know we're just this is just we can't be beaten this bad. I like the Bears to win here. I do. You're correct. I think their defense it might not be the best. They're 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 running for the best front five. Front seven and all football, particularly as Roquan Smith, who's everyone's not remembering, was their high draft, first round draft pick. The excellent Georgia Bulldog linebacker kind of gets into the flow with Khalil Mack. Um, I know, I know they look way better on paper. I just think the Cardinals have a lot of pride, and so I'm going to say the Cardinals at least at least keep it close. I have them losing but covering the six. I, I could see this being like a four, three or four point win for the Bears. All right. All but right. by the way, I will also want to point something out. Allen Robinson has shown up after the ACL injury, which yes. surprised me. I've been very surprised with his um, his performance. He needs to catch a touchdown. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Yeah. But you're yeah. taking Cardinals plus six here? Taking Cardinals to cover but lose. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yep. They are in the running. They are in the running with um, the Giants, for, to me, in my opinion, for worst team in football. Um, okay. I think those teams and, and and the Bills too, but at least in the NFC, I think I think those three teams are clearly the bottom <laughs> feeders at this point. Um, although you know you, how can the Giants they say Saquon Barkley, Odell Beckham, and I'm like, well, great, yeah, but they have no offensive line, and no quarterback, so that's nothing the, else, right? Come on, guys. Um, you know, if you have a, if you're Aaron Rodgers, you, he, Aaron Rodgers could probably win in New York, uh, but that's about it. So <laughs> Carson could win anywhere. Sorry, I digress. I love this next game, by the way, mostly because I can't wait. I can't wait to see get them get whooped on. The Cowboys. Cowboys going to Seattle in a very tough venue. The other 12th yes. man, we talked about Texas A&M, but Seattle opens as a one and a half point favorite, probably because, and to their credit, the Cowboys defense has been really good. Yes. They were very good against the giants. And now, I don't it's not yeah. a ton, but yeah, I don't, I don't see them uh, as I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think that I don't think the Cowboys defense is overrated. I, I think they've got some real players there, which is definitely a concern. Um, what are your thoughts on this one? It's a tough line, one and a half. Yeah, I don't – I'm not sure I like this for the Cowboys. I like I like Seattle to cover this. I mean, we haven't seen them at home yet this year. This is their first home game. Their defense actually looked better than I thought it would against the Bears. I would um, agree with that. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, Russell Wilson's still having a pretty good year. Will Disley – Looks like he's for real, even though he only has six catches. But, I mean, six catches for 147 yards, pretty good. Um, Zeke, a little un- underwhelming. And I think you know, maybe he has a big game, and that's the Cowboys' chance here to pull off the win. But 
I really like Seattle to to take this one. Maybe by even if it's only three or four points, I'd like them to cover this spread. Yeah. So here's and the the main reason why I think I think this game's gonna be way under that forty one point five. It's gonna be very low scoring. Yes. Yes. Seahawks almost won a game without their All Pro. I actually think, and nothing against Luke Keekley, who I I absolutely love and adore, but I think Bobby Wagner is the best linebacker, middle linebacker in all football, and he will be back. Michael Kendricks is still there. Before we get into that, but he's going to be playing. Mm-hmm. And you've got KJ Wright, who might play, and we still have Earl Thomas. So defensively, mm-hmm. the Seahawks have lost a lot of big names, but they still got a lot of talent. So mm-hmm. a fresh Bobby Wagner is a problem for Ezekiel Elliott. Yes, I, that's why I like the Seahawks in this game. I'm going to take them to cover. Obviously, how do you one and a half is a tough a tough number to pick the under, but Cowboys cover. I think it's a close game, but I think it's low scoring, and I like the Seahawks to win. I think both quarterbacks. Both offenses are going to be very frustrated leaving this game. That's for yes. sure. Yeah. We go to Sunday night football. We got the Patriots, a seven and a half point road favorites, facing their former defensive coordinator. <laughs> and we didn't even mention this with the Eagles. Two weeks where former coordinators facing their head coaches. That's like right. Frank You're right. Coming to Philadelphia. Correct. But Matt yeah. Patricia. Who should get a warm coach. welcome, by the way. Oh, I'm, I'm sure he will. Warm welcome. Go on. I'm sure he will. Matt Patricia who looked better last week uh, talking about rookie coaches, but a Lions team that, that could have pulled out a bigger win. Uh, they did get the, the win in terms of against the spread. Uh, how you doing? But yeah, I don't know. I mean, we saw the Patriots not playing well in the warm weather. There's the stat Tom Brady is like one and nine when the, when it's above like 75 degrees or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I really like the Patriots here to, to play some pissed off Belichick football and, Come I out I, incredibly yeah. hot against Detroit. I think that the reason we saw we see the the line being seven is because Matt Patricia has been game planning in practice. He knows all of the you know, Patriots offensive players, uh, minus Josh Gordon, uh, who I by the way I don't think gets as many snaps snaps as people think he does. Yeah, I don't Patriots think he's going to be an immediate impact guy. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. But it's going to be more uh, like when Ocho Cinco came to the Patriots. Yeah, I like the Patriots. This, I mean, I like the Patriots though too. I, I think this is absolutely one hundred percent. Um, I'm in on this one covering and winning this game by, yeah. I, I think handily. I think they're, like said, I think they're, they're like a two touchdown favorite. I think yeah. 52 and a half is the line for this, which, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's possible you go over with that. Cause I think Matthew Stafford could still put up some, you know, some numbers. He has over 600 yards already, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I mean, cause really the other part of it too, Matt is the Patriots could, basically just play like a dime defense and be fine because the Lions don't really have a running game. Yeah, and Matthew Stafford actually really hasn't been that great as well. Um, That's true. He's, yeah, he's thrown a lot of picks. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, he's about 60% um, completion percentage with only four touchdowns, a lot of picks. So, no, I, I'm with you there. Although the Lions have a better uh, offensive weapons and pace, at least there's a wide receiver that many people give him credit for. But I think the Patriots are right. They play pissed off football. I like that, I like that line there. Um which, which leads us right into, by the way, this was almost my cold hard lock, actually, Yeah. of the week. I think the Steelers are going to win against the Bucs. Okay. I, first of all, nothing against the Bucs. All the respect in the world. They came out, great game plan against the Birds, beat us, figured out our weaknesses, Expose them to an extent, Albin, not our best player and not our best pass catching, or not our best wide receiver on the field. But, you know, but I'll, I'll digress from there. The Steelers, to me, 
this has been a consistent theme with them, the turmoil we're seeing. No Le'Veon Bell. Antonio Brown's upset. I just have a hunch that they come out and Big Ben – the Bucks might keep it close, by the way. But by the way, the Steelers are a favorite. They're a yep, one-point favorite. 0-1-1 against the 2-0 surprise Bucks. I just think that shows you that people don't still don't trust the Bucks, which I know. And the Steelers, by the way, last week they couldn't st- – they scored plenty. They just couldn't stop them. Um, I like them a lot in this game, and I almost picked them as my cold hard lock as kind of that gutsy cold hard lock pick if you're in a survivor pool. Just no way they're going to go 0 2 and 1. And I just don't, Fitzmagic's running out at some point. Yeah, it's either one of those that we're seeing the Fitzmagic going absolutely bonkers and pulling off the win here, or we see the Steelers play pissed off football, which I think they can. I don't know if I believe any or if I really believe the Antonio Brown stuff, but I think he comes out, plays really well for them. James Conner has another big week. I think they open this up. I think they open that defense up because you could say that, you know, the front seven for the for Tampa Bay could really hold James Conner to a lower game. But I don't know, man. I just think a lot of what the Steelers can offer in terms of their receiving core, even outside of Brown with Jesse James, with Juju Smith-Schuster. I just think they have too much power on the receiving end of the football to let Tampa Bay really let their game plan flourish because think about it with the Eagles when they lost to the Bucks, They lost a number of receivers pretty quickly and they didn't have some to begin with. The Steelers have that and then some with Jesse James, who isn't Zach Ertz, but you have the best wide receiver in football and a guy who's emerging as one of the better wide receivers in football. It doesn't let Tampa Bay then just stack the box. Like they started to try to and really put that pressure on you know big banner or, or wherever. Cause they play that quick pass game and they play yeah. it really well. And that's what they've been doing for so long. So yeah. we'll see here. I mean, 53 and a half is the over under. And I think that's a pretty solid number. Uh, Cause the Steelers defense is either going to, they're going to take advantage of a lackluster performance from Fitz magic, or we could see just a, a plain old shootout, which I'm fine with wrapping up week three that way. But you know, I like Steelers to win though. No, I, I, I got to, eh, I mean, it's, and that should be, by the way, that, how, if you had told me at the beginning of the season that the Steelers bucks Monday night game would be a good game, I would have told you you're crazy. And now it's a huge game, huge game. Um, so yeah, I'm with you there. I'm with you there all the way. Um, what a great week coming up. A great, great weekend of football. We obviously are going to be at a wedding together Saturday night. Uh, and we'll also be, don't worry. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll get some stuff on. Then we'll be tailgating together. You're I think going to the game, the Eagles game, and I'll be watching it somewhere, but we'll be at the tailgate. So come find us if you can. But Matt, I'm pretty excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'll send out my degenerate pick Saturday morning for college football. I'd probably won't for the pros because I'm not good at it. So you should just, uh, maybe I will. So you can fade me. So keep an eye out for that at Jordo nine at Thunder BLG, Thunderbug sports on Instagram and Facebook. Matt, you got anything else? That's really all I got. I, I just, I need some big weekend. I need some big, yeah. um, I need some big fan. I need a big fantasy weekend in a couple leagues here. Not in our league G I'm, I'm on fire in our league. But I need some big fantasy weekends here, so I'm, I'm pulling for that. Yeah, I've had a really shitty start to fantasy, so yeah, hopefully I can get a <laughs> rebound. But there you go. Yeah, you know, it's not it's not always everyone's year, but we'll see how it goes. 
Thank you, Matt, for hopping on. No problem. We'll see you guys next week for week five for college and week four for the NFL. Make sure you subscribe to the bullpen card on iTunes so you don't miss our baseball coverage, our football coverage. Greg and I were talking about getting hockey started, so Matt will talk about that offline, NBA, all that good stuff. But for my man, Matty D, I am the G-Man. We will talk to you. Have a great weekend, everybody.